Hello and welcome to Made to Measure, the podcast of the Journal of Trading Standards. I'm Paul Evans. In this episode, we'll be discussing the enforcement of age-restricted sales during the COVID-19 pandemic. As we've discussed before, coronavirus has caused disruption across a whole range of trading standards-related issues, with both businesses and consumers adapting their behaviour to make sense of the situation. This has led to an uptick in online deliveries, with goods of all kinds being ordered online and delivered to shoppers' doorsteps. With some of these goods, notably alcohol, governed by age restrictions, retailers and delivery companies are coming under scrutiny about what they can do to prevent certain products getting into the wrong hands. We spoke with Brandon Cook, approaching the end of his tenure as CTSI Lead Officer for Age Restricted Sales, and Ed Heaver, co-founder of retail auditing company Serve Legal. We asked what businesses should be aware of when it comes to their responsibilities in this area and what trading standards officers should bear in mind when tackling underage sales as the crisis continues. As well as doorstep deliveries, we discussed the challenge of assessing the ages of shoppers wearing face masks and the need for trading standards to keep pace with emerging identification technologies. Brandon kicked things off by giving a snapshot of the lead officer role. I'm Brandon Cook, Trading Standards Officer in Staffordshire County Council and also Lead Officer for CTSI for age-restricted sales. It involves dealing with members' inquiries, speaking to stakeholders, government representatives. Uh, I've been doing this now for some 16, 17 years. Really quite an interesting job. Obviously, COVID-19 has had a dramatic impact on a whole range of trading standards issues. But in terms of dealing with age-restricted sales, what have been the most significant problems? Has the rise in online deliveries of alcohol, for example, presented challenges? Yes, there's been lots of questions. I don't think it's so much from members of the public, but certainly questions from businesses and and other trading standards professionals wanting to know how to answer the questions. So a business is saying, well, how do I manage to deliver something whilst the, the delivery driver can maintain social distance and and make that delivery without any problems. And I think they've been sort of fairly continual on and off. And then obviously we're talking about face coverings and masks. It's brought in other dimensions, you know, where a lot of the drivers are are masked up as well. And there's a whole host of of bits and pieces that that people want to know about. I think as long as the public gets what they've asked for, then they're not particularly interested on, on any other count as regards the online deliveries. So, my experience of on, online deliveries and what other people have been seeing, and I, I see it sort of in the street as well as in my own house, is, is delivery drivers putting packages by front doors, taking a photograph and, and just leaving it there. Now, that, that's fine to a degree. It means they've made the delivery and the customer probably gets the photograph to show it's outside their front door. But if they're not there, there's obviously a security concern. But from our perspective uh, on age-restricted sales, then it's... If that was an age-restricted product, there's clearly been no contact with anybody. It's it's just been left at the door, uh, and anybody in the house who happens to be there uh, of any age can, can access those goods. I know personally I've had a number of deliveries that are age-restricted products where the age hasn't been checked. But at the same time, there is no data. We don't get the complaint data to suggest that actually young people have seized upon this and thought, right, I, you know, I'll arrange a party tonight and I'll, I'll get uh, get products round. I think with alcohol purchases, if a young person wants alcohol, it, it probably gets bought when they want it, not 
a few days in advance. I don't, I'm not sure they're into the pre-planning in that way of thinking. So the online deliveries, you know, whether it's from um, one of the big national distributors or, or supermarkets, there might be an age age check at the point of, of making the purchase online, you know, a digital type of check using various databases to, to do that check. But actually at, at the point of delivery, so whether mum and dad have ordered um, a, a case of beer and then the kids intercept it, I mean, that, that's a bit of a family arrangement. To be honest, I don't think if parents don't take on their responsibility and, and make sure that you know, their cards are, are not hanging for kids to use or or that the kids can't get hold of what they've ordered then you know, we, we can't be there to, to deal with that if the business has made the sale to someone who is over the age of 18 then there's, there's a sort of a mixed responsibility when it comes to taking the delivery off off the courier and the and the parents uh, you know and what they're doing to, to make sure that children aren't accessing the, the alcohol or knives or whatever it may be some couriers are actually working specifically for a business so some of the supermarkets have their own vehicles and their own drivers and it's quite easy to manage those people and give them a set of instructions and they're clearly working on behalf of of the same business that's made the sale where it gets more difficult is when it's third-party carriers and then further down the line when you start talking about uh, the gig economy type people who are they're probably only getting paid a, a small amount per delivery if they've got to go back two or three times to find someone in the house then clearly they're not going to make any money and they're only getting a small amount regardless of how many times it takes them to deliver it so you can see why there's an incentive to almost throw the goods at the front door and and jump back in the car and off you go again so it's a big it's a big market from one end to the other so who does the liability lie with when it comes to ensuring age-restricted goods aren't handed over to a young person on the doorstep the courier or the retailer? The liability with with the retailer, the online retailer, not the courier. I mean, there's a good chance that the courier doesn't even know what's in the packet. The, the packaging doesn't have to be labelled on the outside. I mean, some th- something's clearly are because of the box, and it's sort of it's got written all over it that it's from a particular wine company or whatever. So it's fairly obvious. But something like an Amazon pack or lots of others will just be a box or a package, and there's nothing to say that. You, you know what's in it the courier doesn't get to see the the full invoice and details so uh, unless the retailer has made it clear that there's an age-restricted product in there and what that age is and it's 18 for most things but not everything uh, the courier will be in a very difficult position to to do anything about it so uh, the owner very, very much sits with the retailer now to cope with the covid crisis some businesses have diversified their models I'm thinking specifically of pubs doing takeaways or deliveries of alcohol. Has this created any problems? Diversification is always a, an issue. Whenever someone starts something new away from their normal business, there's an awful lot of uh, things they don't understand necessarily. I think if it's a pub suddenly deciding to make an online or, or a local delivery you know, around the streets to, to local people, I suppose they they do know the legislation around licensing. They know the, the licensing law and, and about supply to, to under-18s. So there's a slight advantage that it's a, a change of, of, of delivery method of, of the alcohol to the customer, but it's still delivering alcohol to, to, to adults. So I suspect it, it's probably not been that difficult from their perspective to know what they're doing but i think if there is a market that underage people would tap into it would be the local off-sale type deliveries and, and this is where 
it may not be online. It could be using an app, of course, but but it could be just a phone call and some some local off licenses and, and shops have been doing these sort of deliveries for some time. I mean, you can order a pizza by ordering uh, some alcohol at the same time, maybe. Uh, or you hear about these sort of party situations where you run out of alcohol by midnight that you can ring your local off license and they'll drop a couple of crates around. So I think that's more likely to be the market for the underage sales. But we don't get the information about that because the, obviously the people that, that know about it are the people that bought it. And to be honest, an awful lot of parents don't seem to worry too much if they're sort of 15, 16, 17-year-olds are having a few drinks and they almost almost encourage it in some cases and enable it to happen but i suppose if it's under their roof and they're prepared to, to manage it and cope with it then that's up to them it's not illegal to give alcohol to someone uh, under age but it is to, to sell it to them or, or supply you know in a licensed establishment now we've been talking so far just about alcohol but what about other age-restricted goods like tobacco or solvents or even knives does the law around delivery differ in any way for them it's very much the same. The, the licensing act is, is specific. There is some you know, specifics around uh, online deliveries, but with tobacco, you're still going to have the supply of it. They still need to take precautions and, and exercise diligence around making sure the sale isn't to someone under the age of 18. So they've still got to do something to be able to demonstrate that they've, they've taken those actions and that those actions are working. And if they don't do anything and they, they sell to underage, then, then you know, they commit an offence. To be honest, I don't think there's a huge market for the sale of cigarettes and, and tobacco online. Again, it, there could be some some local deliveries. You know, ring up and you, you can order some beer, but you can order some tobacco as well if it's coming from a local off-licence. There may be some of that, and particularly while, while people were shielding and, and vulnerable people in the houses were, couldn't get out, then they were probably doing a, a, a fairly good service for some of their local customers. But... Young people will, will tap into this sort of thing if they get the opportunity and, it, and it's local and it's immediate. It's what they want when they want it, not uh, not prearranged. Knives, it's interesting you mentioned knives. It's knives that we're waiting at the moment. The legislation came in in 2019, but we're waiting for some statutory guidance around knives and corrosive substances. And one of the things it will capture with online deliveries is that the packaging must make it clear that it contains an age-restricted product and it contains a knife. So that legislation, when it's fully enacted, will, will be quite useful. And it might be that that, that sort of um, clause could be added to other age-restricted products that are being delivered online because if the courier's expected to be some somehow responsible because, again, in that legislation, it will bring in some sort of culpability for the couriers. So mm. they won't be able to innocently deliver a knife in a package that's marked knife to someone under the age of 18 without being responsible for it. So the retailer will still have a responsibility, but so will the courier. Having some sort of management control over your couriers is going to be really vital. So allowing sort of the, the gig economy informal type courier services to, to operate and deliver your goods will be a very high risk strategy. Auditing company Serve Legal specialises in making sure retailers meet their legal responsibilities around age-restricted sales. We spoke with company co-founder Ed Heaver, who started off by giving us some background. My name is Ed Heaver. I am the co-founder and director of Serve Legal, which is a business myself and Julian Sargent and my fellow co-founder uh, established in 2006. 
Our main uh, raison d'etre as a company is to employ 18, 19-year-olds to audit pubs, clubs, supermarkets, bars, restaurants, online services to see if they get asked for ID when not age-related products. We do about 150,000 audits a year around the UK and Ireland and also have got a licensed business in Australia. So, Ed, could you tell us a bit about what you've seen when it comes to age-restricted sales and online delivery during the COVID crisis? Clearly, we tried to put some context to it. And over the last year, two years, I'd say that the online sector in terms of retail has improved its uh, compliance you know, pretty well. And that sector covers the, the big supermarkets and some of the bigger uh, online retailers. And, you know, they were showing good signs of improvement in terms of asking for ID at the doorstep. Now, clearly, you know, we then released some more data, which, you know, is not in the same sort of volumes, but I think it's a warning. I think that as we went into lockdown, clearly other sort of operators came into play and also other sort of sectors. So, you know, for example, the convenience sector suddenly have realised that there is a uh, a market for them out there in terms of online deliveries. Some, you know, smaller brewers, beer, you know, beer suppliers and all that sort of realised. And as a result, you know, we've seen a rise in not only the services that those those types of people are offering, but also the people providing the service. So the worry we have is it's all about speed a lot of the time. You know, the, the USP of a lot of these people is we can deliver you, to you within an hour, 90 minutes, half an hour. The, the worries we have is, is that that then puts pressure on delivery drivers and delivery people to get that delivery done in a certain time frame, at a certain speed and certain things get missed. According to your research, age checks have dropped 15% since the pandemic started. That's quite a lot, isn't it? I think we shouldn't be totally surprised because COVID instructions and restrictions have come into place. So, you know, a lot of businesses don't want people having any interaction at all with anybody on the doorstep. So showing your ID either through a window or a bit of card or whatever else, I'd imagine the the emphasis is more on getting people served and delivered to rather than than, uh, asking for ID. So what do you think businesses should be doing to tackle the problem? Training is massive and also culture. You know, the best businesses have embedded their age verification policies, I think 25 or I think 21, in their businesses. And it's taken them, it's not taken them months, it's taken them years to make sure that staff understand that age verification is, is like health and safety, it's like food hygiene. It's, it's really, really important as a responsible retailer that everybody uh, makes sure that they are IDing as you know, as regards the rules and policies laid out in their age verification policies. So, mm-hmm. you know, culture's massive. Yes, training, of course, is a huge part. And I think also it's how they go about you know, getting that culture and that those, those training points across. The temptation is for a lot of businesses is just to sack people, just to get rid of them. You know, go, well, you've, you've got it wrong. Goodbye. You know, people will, you know, make errors not ask for id but it's a it's it's a process also if people do a great job and if they ask for id consistently they should be rewarded and that's again our best clients certainly in the bricks and mortar world they also celebrate the people who are asking for id all the time get 100 percent pass rates it's all about responsible retailing you know especially with the convenience guys they're offering a local service and you want to be seen to be a local 
uh, supplier doing the right thing and therefore trading responsibly. And that's not that doesn't mean that you are handing over age-related goods to people who may be under 18. The responsibility is with the retailer and, you know, therefore they should be making every effort to ensure that they're, if they are using third-party people, that they are protecting their reputation, which is what it's all about, and they understand and they sign the uh, age verification policy documents, et cetera, et cetera, so everybody's clear about what is expected to happen on the doorstep. I think the danger is is to come into this market and think it's just a simple case of getting the goods, delivering the goods, leave them on the doorstep, la da da. It, it's not, you know, you should you should be looking at the del- delivery drivers as people who are like, you know, people on tills and, and serving in a in a supermarket. They are there to check that goods are being handled responsibly and being uh, handed over to the people they should be handed over to, not, you know, to uh, people who could be underage. Clearly, there is a pressure on speed and there's a pressure on uh, how people are paid in terms of how many deliveries they may, may want to do. But that shouldn't be in a reason for forgetting, you know, the importance of being a responsible retailer. If you are delivering as a third party for, you know, a big convenience store or, or, or retailer, you are, you, you've got their reputation in your hands and you need to you need to remember that brandon moving away from delivery and onto bricks and mortar retail sales obviously the necessity for people to wear face masks has implications for iding shoppers when they buy age restricted goods is that something that's presenting any problems the legislation that, that brought in the face coverings and masks for shops and similar premises also provides exemptions for various people and, and for various circumstances and there is an exemption to enable a, a shop worker or other business where where identification or age restriction is, is important so that is an exemption now the law says that the the seller must be able to to decide that someone's over age or not now if they feel they've made a good judgment and it's um it's a fair judgment in their in their view without the need to to remove the mask then you know clearly clearly someone with the, the amount of gray hair i have will be fairly obviously uh, over 18 and they can, they can make a good judgment it come, becomes somewhat more difficult with someone between the age of 18 and 25 as to are they over 18 or not and then you know a polite you know, we just need to just to just to lower your mask while I check your ID because if they've asked for a photo ID, but the photo only shows that you know, obviously the photo is the whole face, but they can only see eyes and, and forehead, then it, it's very difficult to make a judgment on whether that's actually their ID or, or maybe a you know a friend or, or or brother or sister. So it's in it's incumbent for them to to make the sale. Well, this isn't completely new. I mean, we've had this with. Um, people who wear hijabs and all sorts of things where it's been necessary at times and we see it with passport control to ask someone to remove something and, and arrangements have been made in many of these shops because in the end it's it's the retailer's decision in this case to make the sale or not if they can't be sure then they should refuse the sale and you know, there's been no change in legislation to to relax that although it's been suggested by a few that it would be a, a possible chance of um, timbers getting f- sort of frayed and uh, 
and a, a problem, an obstruction happening within the shop. But actually, you know, there's shop people, shop people and, and assistants are well used to dealing with with these sort of interactions. And it's the way you deal with it and training staff to make sure they deal with it properly, appropriate signage, sufficient staff around to support each other uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, there's no reason why it shouldn't work. Well, looking ahead, can you think of anything that could be changed in terms of legislation or business practice to make it more suited to the COVID situation? What we've seen, I mean, we've seen a, a gradual increase in, in online sales of, of all products, haven't we, over the last sort of five years or so. What covid crisis has created is a, a rapid move people that have never used online before or have realized that products that they didn't feel they could buy online they had to go in and buy in person they've had to buy them online and i think many of that those uh, purchases will carry on being online so we've seen a big increase so actually online identification uh, and, and as far as we're concerned the, the age side of it proving it online has always been a bit of a, a difficult one to crack but there are systems in place sort of for, for proving age and it's been used in the gambling industry for some time and certainly banking industry use various ID and of course you can order your passport and driving license renewal online without any problem and do tax returns by proving who you are once and then they reuse it. So I think that ability to, to save all your details once and prove who you are might be quite important. So whether that means sort of going into a post office, I think they've got a facility now where they can take your photograph, prove who you are, and then you can be registered on the, the, the Gov websites. So I think there's, there's that side of it, but also digital ID. So at the moment, producing a, a phone app or a picture on a, on a phone of, a, of a, an ID isn't, isn't satisfactory, particularly on alcohol, because it's got to be something that bears a hologram and you can't have a hologram on your phone. So even in bricks and mortar, you still can't use your smartphone for that. Whereas we've seen a lot more contactless transactions at the moment, cashless in many occasions. And actually the idea of handing over a card to someone who's going to handle it and give it back is a touch point that you know would be helpful if that was avoided. So I think changes in legislation that enable us to, to use digital ID, particularly around alcohol, would be handy. As you say, it does look like COVID is going to encourage the greater use of technology by both businesses and consumers. Does that present challenges for trading standards in trying to keep up? I think it's quite difficult for for, for sort of everybody across the whole profession to keep track of it, which is where the age, where the lead officer type role uh, and other specialists works quite well because we we can find a little bit of time to to concentrate on the issues affecting this particular thing and then pass that information on so we can look into it, we can be satisfied, we can meet with the relevant stakeholders and government reps and business reps and say, yes, this does work. And then hopefully the, the rest of the profession will, will trust our judgment that you know, if we back it, then, then they'll support it as well. Because what we can't have is, is a profession that, that um, is sceptical in quarters but uh, accepting in others. So business ends up not really knowing which way to look. And if... If, if they're trading in a number of different authorities and one authority is accepting another one's sceptical, then that, that just can't work. We can't allow that to happen. We must make sure that uh, as a profession, we're joined up. Well, that's it for another episode. Thanks to Brandon Cook for speaking to us and thank you for listening. We'll be back again soon with another episode. In the meantime, if you have any ideas or suggestions for the podcast or you just want to get in touch, 
send us an email to madetomeasure at jtsmag.uk. Don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.